Welcome everyone. This is the DFS bomb. All right, we have Thursday night showdown slate. So uh, we'll get into the game here real quick. Got some pretty decent news to report before we jump into the game. Uh, this comes from the Monday night uh, tournament with the uh, Bills and the 49ers. Was able to take first place in that. It was a pretty big tie. Uh, but nonetheless, it was $2,100 for first place. Line up here. Allen uh, had a good game. You know, pretty much uh, to be expected with him uh, being in the MVP spot that game. And then we had Davis, Beasley, Ayuk, and uh, Mullins. So, uh, as you can see, nothing maybe too crazy with the game uh, or with this lineup um, there. But uh, nonetheless, was able to uh, to win. And uh, always excited about that. So, um, all right. Yeah, let's just jump into the game. And then, yeah, and I apologize. I didn't get to the Tuesday night game. I was... Uh, after winning and it was a close game and a couple of different scenarios, like I just had crazy insomnia and Liddy didn't sleep all like Monday night into Tuesday. And by the time I got up Tuesday, it was, uh, I had to build my own lineups before the game started or I would have not been able to make it in the game. So I didn't get a chance for a YouTube video, but nonetheless, I'm back at it and we're going at it here Thursday. So let's get into it. We got the New England Patriots and the LA Rams. So starting off with the quarterbacks here, Cam Newton and Jared Goff. Both the guys having pretty solid years. Newton's averaging almost 19 points for the year. Goff, 17 and a half. Matchup-wise, though, both pretty tough uh, for for them this week. So with Newton going against the Rams, their, their defense is ranked number one overall, number two against opposing quarterbacks. Cam's coming in with a price tag on FanDuel of 16000 On DraftKings, he's 14200 Jared Goff. Like I mentioned with him, with his matchup going against the Patriots, their eighth overall defense, and fifth against opposing quarterbacks. His price tag is 15500 on FanDuel, 14500 on DraftKings. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. So he's actually, um, Goff is a little bit more expensive on DraftKings. So I would say either one of those guys could uh, be viable MVP candidates. Of course, on DraftKings, you've got to always keep that salary multiplier in mind there. Um, so maybe uh, Newton gets a little bit of uh, the nod if you were going to go with him just because he's got that cheaper salary. As far as guys that they're playing to, now I'll back up one thing with Newton. Uh, I'm working off draft dashboard. And so when they have the shading here, it means he's questionable. I haven't really heard anything major. It sounds like he's going to play. But nonetheless, keep an eye out on it. Especially, too, I tell you, uh, this kind of pissed me off, that whole deal with Des Bryant. Um, you know, normally, like, they have the active-inactive, like, I think it's supposed to be at least, like, 90 minutes before. And I checked, I don't know, it was a good, like, 40 minutes before the game, and everyone seemed to be fine that I was playing with. And then I uh, got busy doing some other stuff right until tip-off, and then, fucking lo and behold, come find out, I guess he tested positive for COVID or something. I don't know, it was kind of weird. But, yeah, it kind of pissed me off, like, how come that news wasn't coming out earlier? But uh, nonetheless, uh, I just mentioned it because uh, obviously things can happen last minute at times. All right, so here, let's take a look at the receivers. Got a pretty good group of some guys here, particularly on the Rams. We have Robert Woods coming in at 13500 on FanDuel, 13200 on DraftKings. Matchup for them, uh, the Rams guys, it's not too bad. Um, they're 13th, the uh, Patriots 13th against opposing receivers. It's probably one of the more favorable matchups out of all the positions that we have. With Woods, he's been averaging about 13.5 points for the year, 8.5 targets. 
last five weeks, his points, 14, 12, 25, 6, and 25. Another guy there, I could see him definitely being an MVP candidate. Cooper Cup, we've got him coming down at 13,000 on FanDuel, 12,800 on DraftKings. Averaging almost nine targets for the year, about 11 points with Cup. Last five games, 11, 5, 28, and 17. So both those guys are definitely good players. And I'll just continue on with some of the Rams guys uh, since we're on them. Josh Reynolds is that third receiver coming in at 9,500 on FanDuel, 8,100 on DraftKings, averaging five targets for the year, about six or seven points. For me, he's not going to be an MVP uh, for any of my lineups. Um, he'll certainly be in the lineups, but I think that that for me personally is just a little bit too much of a stretch. However, now on DraftKings, maybe because of the salary multiplier, maybe there if you were to play him. Um, if you were to play him, it certainly would make you a little bit more contrarian lineup. With Reynolds, last five weeks, 3, 7, 5, 13, and 6 has been his production. And then from there, the only other guy with the Rams that uh, receiver-wise that's going to be in my player pool would be Van Jefferson. And, uh, you know, for the year, he's only out there about 19% of the snaps, but his usage rate is 13%. Some of the games, it seems like the last like month or so that, uh, I don't know, it seems like he's been involved a little bit more. Um I guess two games ago, he didn't really score, but before that, his points, 5, 7, 2, and 3. Been getting about two targets for the year. 6,500 on FanDuel. He's coming in at 1,700 less on DraftKings. So that's a guy, He's not gonna, I'm not going to have heavy ownership with him, but he's certainly a guy of some of the lower-priced options um, where uh, he could end up getting that touchdown. And with that Rams offense, they spread the ball around fairly decently. Um, so I'm going to get a little bit of him in there. But on those lineups there, um, you know, of course, they're just going to be partnered up with just with the studs. I won't probably take any of the in-between sort of guys uh, uh, with them. So jumping on the other side of the ball, we have Jacoby Myers and Bird and Keneal Harry. Maybe Gunnar Alzwiski. Uh, he might make my player pool. But uh, let's just go back here individually and look at them, these four guys. So with Myers, he's coming at 10500 on FanDuel. 9,600 on DraftKings, five targets for the year, seven points, last five weeks for him. Production three, eight, five, 13, and 23. So it looks like when Keneal Harry came back that maybe he hasn't been uh, producing as much as uh, he had been earlier. But uh, he's a viable option, maybe not MVP. I don't know if I'd go that far with him, probably not. I really think probably my MVPs will be Woods, uh, Cup, and then the two quarterbacks. I'll probably just keep it to those guys. Um, but, but anyway, uh, with Myers here, it just be one big play. If you did want to get a little bit crazy and throw him an MVP spot. And then I'm more talking on a FanDuel perspective with DraftKings with you so cheap. Yeah, that might make sense. to get him in a lineup, uh, a few lineups there. Uh, bird coming in here about five targets for the year, six and a half points, 10,000 on FanDuel coming at nine or, you know, excuse me, 8,600 on DraftKings. Tough matchups, the two with uh, Myers and the rest of these guys uh, going against the Rams. They're number one against opposing receivers as well. So that's another reason for me not to have any of those guys in the MVP spot. Then we go down here to Keneal Harry, second-year player out of, uh, I want to say, Arizona State. Been banged up this year, but when he has played, four and a half targets, about four and a half points. With him, he's only played two out of the last five weeks. Last week, he had nine points. And then two games ago, or three games ago, he had seven points. So uh, so that's kind of been his deal there. Again, uh, 
He's a guy, he's 8,000 on FanDuel, so pretty decent price. Uh, not going to be an MVP, like I mentioned, for me. 2,300 less on DraftKings. So, in general, um, he's a guy, though, that uh, as far as being under $9,000, he's probably got, in my opinion, as much upside as anybody else in this game. And then if you want to go with Alzwiski, uh, he's coming in. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name right, but let's we'll call him Gunner. He's coming in here at 7,000 on FanDuel, 5,400 on DraftKings. But with him, I mean, only 0.3 targets and 2.3 points, even though he did have 16 points last week on one target. So, shit, he must have had just a really big, uh, must have been one really big play. So that's the thing with those guys is if he ends up doing that, that price tag, if he were to do that again, he would almost certainly be in the top lineup um, and almost damn near guarantee it. But what are the chances that shit's going to happen again with him? I mean, hell, his last five games, 16 points, three games in a row with no points, and then two points. So he's probably kind of had his, like, anomaly-type game. So, um, like I say, for me, I, it'd be easy for me to drop him out and uh, never look back, but I'll probably throw him in maybe just a couple lineups. All right, tight ends. Probably a little bit underwhelming here. We had Tyler Higby and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he will finish this year like he did last year, but he certainly has not started the year like he did, like he finished last year. Only averaging about four targets a game, seven points. Price tags, 8000 on FanDuel, 6200 on DraftKings. Uh, tough matchup for him. New England is fourth against opposing tight ends. The last five weeks, his production has been 10 points, one, four, eight, and two. So, not... Very exciting with him. Um, other his cohort there at tight end is Gerald Everett. He's been averaging almost four targets himself and about five points the last five weeks for him. His production has been seven, three, five, four, and six. So uh, hard to be excited about really any of those guys. And usually when I play the Rams, like my rule is, I typically don't partner. When I play the tight ends, I don't really partner them up with, uh, say, a guy like Josh Reynolds or that uh, Van Jefferson with the idea that that there's just that 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 there's just one football and like not like not multiple of those guys aren't going to go off in the same game. Um, and then and then partner them up with guys like Woods and Cup and, you know, and uh and like the quarterbacks and things like that, maybe some of the running backs, but I typically don't do things like that. Um, not to say that can't work, but just what are the chances of it happening? Probably pretty low. Um, so now getting to the other side of the ball, uh, I mean, fuck. With, I don't even know if I'm going to throw anybody in here other than Higby and Everett. Um, maybe Izzo. Uh, he's out there 80% of the snaps, but the usage rate is only 3%, only 1.7 targets, two points for the year. I mean, I just really can't see myself really with any of the Patriots. If there's another guy, Dalton Keene, he's out there 47% of the snaps, but only 2% usage rate. I don't even know if this dude has even like scored a point. Yeah, he's scored one point in the last like five weeks. In reality, if those guys do score, they'll probably come in in a red zone situation. And you do see some of these backup tight ends on some teams. I will go down and buy down on that. But with these guys and the Patriots, if they were to happen to get that touchdown, it's probably like they're in like within 10 yards of it. And the, and the guy that catches is probably not going to get much more than like seven or eight points. 
typically the low score in these slates is usually getting like 12 to 13 points. And I just don't think that uh, either of the Patriots um, tight ends have got that upside. Higby and Everett, I mean, barely have that upside. It'd be really easy to drop those guys out of my player pool too. Um, if I was just doing like a cash lineup and not GPP and multiple entries, I probably wouldn't fuck around with any tight ends, period. Um, yeah, just they're, just they're really limited in their upside, and then you take the uh, matchup as well. Now, going back with matchups, in theory, the Patriots tight ends have a pretty decent matchup at 17th, but again, they're just not utilizing this offense uh, that the way that they were in the past with Brady. So, um, and even actually, they weren't last year with Brady. It was really just when they had Gronk and back in the day when they had Aaron Hernandez. But uh, anyhow, yeah, pretty underwhelming tight end selections in my opinion. All right, let's look at the running backs here real quick. And this is where I think it just it gets a little bit uh, tricky, just trying to figure out exactly what is going to happen at the running back situation here. So, um, yeah, I wonder where Burkhead is. Let's go down to four people on a depth chart. So I guess that's my first thing. I don't see Burkhead in here, so maybe he's hurt. I guess just keep an eye out on him. But uh, assuming, like, I guess this for now, we'll assume that he is hurt. So if he's not, let's take it back to three players here. And on Draft Dashboard here, if you're ever curious about it, in the video descriptions of my, uh, or the show notes on my YouTube videos, there's a link where you can just try it for a buck for a month. It's a, it's a pretty sweet tool. But um, getting back here with the running backs, yeah, it's... It's like I, I fucking hate this, this, these type of games, especially when there's two teams where they kind of do these three-back approaches. You know, it's just really trying to figure out who's going to be the man. And uh, I guess we'll just start off with Cam Akers. Um, yeah, boy. I mean, I'm just looking at this. So I guess let's just start off with this carries. For Akers, the last three weeks, carries have been 21, 9, and 5. Targets, 1, 0, and 1. Points. 16, 14, 8, and then we go back four games, he had four points, and then five games, he had six points. So let's compare him to his uh, the other guys there with the Rams. We have Daryl Henderson. With him, his carries last three weeks, 3, 10, 8, his targets, 3, 1, and 3, his points, 14, 2, and 2. And then we go back before that, four games ago, 10 points, five games ago, six points. And then last but not least, we have Malcolm Brown, seven, seven and a half carries last three weeks, three, three and three carries, targets one, three and one, points with him, three, one, three, 18 and seven. So you see at times these guys end up, uh, end up, uh, I don't know, like, you know, it's just kind of up and down. Uh, I guess Cam Akers is probably, in theory, the guy that's getting the most usage out there um this is the one of my favorite tools on draft dashboard so here's where it gets tricky he's out there only 23 percent of the snaps with daryl henderson being out there for 36 percent and then malcolm brown 45 percent but then going back with the usage rate with acres when he's out there he's used 52 percent of the time henderson is used 48 percent of the time and then brown is out there he's used 31 percent of the time so you can really see potential for any one of those guys to potentially go off. Now with Acres, his price tag is 12500 on FanDuel, 11700 on DraftKings, so he's a little bit more expensive there. 
Um, Henderson is 11,000 on FanDuel, 10,200 on DraftKings, and then Malcolm Brown is 7,500 on FanDuel, 6,400 on DraftKings. So with me, my rule will be I'm not going to play uh, multiple line uh, running backs from the same team on the Rams in this game. Uh, at times, I would possibly consider it with the Patriots, but in this game, I don't really think I'm going to. So getting back to the Patriots now, and we got Sonny Michelle back. So before the Patriots was, I, I feel it was kind of a little bit easier to get your head wrapped around when it was Harris, White, and Burkhead. But now we got Michelle into the mix. So with that, um, you just kind of wonder what that's going to maybe do to a guy like Damian Harris. So uh, let's just go back to Harris, though. He's coming in here at 12000 on FanDuel, 11400 on DraftKings. Carries last three weeks, 16, 14, 11. His targets, 1, 0, and 2. Points for him have been 10, 5, and 12. Then we go back four games. It was 12 again. And then five games ago, it was 7. So pretty consistent there. Uh, now we jump down to James White. And uh, with him, and I'll back up here with uh, Harris for the year, been averaging about 10 points. 14 carries, and it's only 0.6 targets. So he's not really going to be involved in that running game. Or, I mean, excuse me, the passing game. Now going down to James White, who typically is more involved in the passing game. Only 2.5 carries for the year. 4.5 targets, about 6.5 points with him. His production has been 2, 14, 11, 2, and 4. So a little bit up and down. Um, you know, backing up uh, with the Harris for the year, and the, keep in mind, Michelle had been hurt most of the year, but he had been out there for 53% snaps. The usage rate was 57%. So he's de definitely involved in the offense. White, on the other hand, 37% usage rate, or snap rate, and then his usage rate when he's playing is 30%. So that's more of your pass-catching option. Matchup there, a little bit tougher for the Patriots guys. They're six going against the Rams. Rams uh, running backs have got 16th matchup against Patriots. Um, so anyhow, that's kind of, you know, you got, you've got those guys there that kind of complement each other. Burkhead used to be like a little bit of duo at all. And you have Sonny Michelle, who that's where I say with Harris is Michelle's not really that catch, uh, pass catching type of back with him for the year 7.2 carries targets 0.8 and about six and a half points with him, his points here, six points and in play last two games and 15 and two. He's out there 40% of the snaps, 48% usage rate. So, again, it's just it's really kind of a clusterfuck with these guys. Um, just trying to figure out. Because you figure, I mean, I damn near guarantee you, like, one of these dudes is going to be in that top fucking lineup. It's just going to try to, you know, try to figure out. And then, and then like, and multiple of them are going to probably have the big, huge fucking bust, too. So, you know, it is what it is. I suppose the nice thing about it is... Uh, it just might make it where they're sometimes, uh, like I was showing you in my last win, you know, 2,100 people. I can't remember. It was a pretty big tie, you know, to have that. So, so anyway, um, I suppose that's maybe one thing with the with the running backs. Uh, that's the, being clear cut maybe is a good thing to some degree. All right. Uh, and I guess here just wrapping up with kickers, you have Matt Gay, Nick Folk. I don't know what's to say about him. Not a whole lot. Uh, Gay's been averaging nine points for the year. Folk, eight points. Typically, what I'll do is uh, I like to make the stack with the kicker and you know at least two other guys on the same team with that correspondence. Usually with the maybe with the tight with the excuse me with the quarterback and then a pass catcher of some sort. 
Um, and I never play two kickers together unless it's a scenario where the kicker, in this case, uh, let's say with, uh, I don't know, like, let's say I'm doing a stack with uh, the Rams and uh, like Folk is like the only, basically the only salary that's left that will fit in there. In this case, it's really not the case between Sonny Michelle and some other guys. So I don't even know if I'll do that, but I typically don't play two kickers, two kickers together. Um, you could certainly cash on that. And this is from a FanDuel perspective too. Keep that in mind. Could be different on DraftKings, but on FanDuel, I can't ever recall a top lineup, the winning lineup um, that got first ever having two kickers in the lineup. Um, though, again, you could certainly cash uh, with two kickers lineup, but it just seems like you're somewhat limited in, in your upside with that. So anyhow, that is pretty much it. Um, so I hope you guys go out and kick some ass here Thursday night and then uh, come uh, probably be sometime on Friday. I'll uh, have the Sunday night video out and then later the Monday night video. And I don't know if, the, if they have any more games uh, like on Tuesday next week or not, but anyhow, I should uh, continue to focus on these showdown slates for you guys. So all right, guys, kick some ass, take care. Also, subscribe if you're not subscribed too. I'd appreciate that. All right. Peace out guys. See you.